full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Maybe if the fat lump would give him this a squeeze, he would remember to fall on his fat ass. <laughs> give it here, Malfoy. I was going to say, though, in that scene, though, I thought something I caught when I was watching as a kid, when he shows Harry the snitch, um, he holds it in his hand and it flies away. You can see him um, like looking around, like trying to look for the snitch. Yeah, and Harry's yeah. got his eyes on it the entire time. Like, so like yeah, kind of yeah, shows yeah. you like it so small and moves so fast that most people can't see it. So it is a very important special position. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. that is a little detail that you'd have to be watching to notice. Yeah. So now we're in Flitwick's class, which is just another. I mean, a lot of these are just. It's the first movie, so yeah, they don't do a lot to move the plot along, but they do a lot to build this, you know, build the uh, the world the of world, Harry yeah. Potter, which you, know, you can afford to do in a nine movie or eight movie series. <laughs> but yeah, Flitwick's class, what happens? So this is when they have like the feathers and stuff, and he's like telling them switch, swish, and flick, and then yep. telling them the the saying it's levy or swish and flick and say leviosa. I can't remember who burns off their eyebrows. Is it I forget his name. I, I, I was thinking about it because I was like, I know someone blows up. <laughs> Is it Neville? James. Seamus. Oh. Yeah. So you, you see all the kids trying and some of them are going. One yep. of them goes and I was like, whoosh. And all of a sudden it's his feathers like gone on flames or yeah, yeah. just like yeah, a yeah, yeah. stick and his eyebrows are gone. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hermione, I think, him. is yeah. the first person to get it though in the classroom. Yep. Um, yep. Ron and Harry are having troubles and then I think after that is when it talks to them like walking in the corridor and then this is when Ron kind of yeah, Hermione's right behind them they don't know it yeah yeah because she gives Ron grief because he's trying to get it right and she goes it's not Leviosa it's Leviosa yeah here watch me and she does it just first try so yeah he kind of bad mouths her and she hears it yeah and she like right. pushes by them all sad and stuff. And yeah. then it cuts to the Is dining hall the after troll, that, right? Yeah, yeah the troll in yeah. dungeon scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it cuts to the great hall, which is like, it's Halloween. Obviously, there's jack-o'-lanterns floating in the air and candy and food all over the tables. And and uh, somebody busts through the door with a with a fright. It's a quill. <laughs> troll yeah. in the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thought y'all should know, and then like face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. passes out. (laughs) Thought y'all to know, (laughs) and then everyone screams and like starts to stand up. Dumbledore yells and stuff and tells everyone to get to their rooms. Um, And then that's when Harry and Ron realize like Hermione wasn't here. Someone said like she's been crying in the girls' bathroom, so they go to find her. And they feel not only because they know her, but they probably know why she was crying. Yeah, exactly. It's so bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so then it cuts them going down the corridor or down a hallway, and that's when they see yep. the troll actually walk by <laughs> and like go into the girls' bathroom. So they yeah. <laughs> follow behind um, to like help her and whatnot. And Hermione's there, and the troll cut like he has this big club thing. I don't remember her face or anything like that, but I think he starts swinging yeah. at her. She's like hiding. 
the boys are in and water's spraying everywhere. Yeah, it destroys yeah. all the and stalls with just like one swing. When I uh when I first watched this movie, I didn't see it in the theaters, but we watched it on tape at like at home when uh-huh. we lived in Amarillo. But like it's something that sticks out in my mind because I was like for a while I was just kind of proud of it as just being the funny, the funny one in the family. <laughs> So we were all watching it, like all of us, my sisters and my parents. And the troll walks, you know, like you said, they're running down the hallway and they see the troll going towards the women's bathroom. <laughs> and after they say it's going towards the girl's bathroom, like while we were watching it, I just said like in the troll's voice, I got to pee. <laughs> and everyone cracked up and I was like, oh, yeah, no, that joke out of the park. And, <laughs> But so I, I can, this will be a movie that I, it sticks out in my memory as always being able to remember when I first watched it yeah. just you know, for that little bit. I don't remember great. when I first watched it and yeah. it's weird cause you yeah. said tape, but I'm like, Oh my God, it was that long ago. It was. Yeah. Yeah. This oh movie my God. Is, is old. Um, it's crazy how old it is now, but yes, you're right. So he's basically destroying the bathroom. Hermione's running away from his club swings and then the boys show up into the bathroom. She's yes. like crunched down and everything like that. And yep. I don't know if it was Ron or Harry. I feel like it's Ron. Ron, because she says yeah. swish and flick because he yeah. didn't yep. get it the first time. Um, like, you got to do something. What does Harry do? Yeah, Harry scene? is being held by the troll. Oh, yeah. OK, so yes. Harry grabbed yeah. the, Harry gets grabbed by the troll. I was like, what did yes. he do the entire time? Yeah. Um, and so Ron does it and gets the club and stuff. And it's just right hanging above the <laughs> troll's head and I don't know what he does but he just like lets go and it falls in sorry yep. it, it falls as I hit my yeah. own head falls and <laughs> hits the head and the troll just like falls over uh, yeah so oh, wait yep. so when he's ha- has Harry though Harry's yeah, yeah. trying to do something with his wand it gets stuck up in the, in the troll's nose yeah yeah um because after it falls Gross. he grabs it and he goes ew boogies <laughs> right <laughs> and the teacher's all come in and McGonagall kind of yells at them a little bit. It's like, oh, you thought like you would, you know, it was impressive being first years and not yep. many fifth years kids could take out a troll and kind of yells at them though for going towards exactly. it. And that's when Hermione's like, she steps up and like kind of covers for them. It was like, I thought I could take it on by myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they came and helped and they get, I think they get points for the house. I thought they like got, yeah. they got negative Hermione, points first and then they got added points. Yeah, exactly. Like, she goes, you know, Hermione, after she pipes, you know, she admits and covers for him and says, like, it's my fault. I wanted to see if I could take on the troll. She goes, well, five points from Gryffindor for that shit. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, but you two, for having courage, you'll both get five points. So, yeah. 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 They made out ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. After this, I can't remember what the next scene is. But I was like, after this is where they realize that they become friends is because of that. Uh, yeah, I think they finally moment. make a bond like they were willing to come help her. She was willing to cover for him. All right. I guess you're all right. And now they're inseparable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the next scene to Christmas. No, crazy? it's no. it's a very quick scene. Bef- I think before his first footage uh, oh. game. They're in the Great Hall. Snape comes up and he says something. He like you know has a snide comment about Harry uh, playing Quidditch. Um, you know, saying like even though it is against Slytherin, good luck or something. And they notice 
Snape is limping as he's walking away. Like, and then Harry shares okay. his theory. I was like, yeah, Fluffy. didn't they see that his leg was cut in the bathroom? He like quickly covers it. And yes. He's and he tells Ron and Hermione here, like, this is his theory. He's like, yeah, and I saw that he had a cut on his leg mm-hmm. and he's limping. I think he went to try to get past that dog and got bit. Yeah, that snake and, let in the troll to yep. do that. Yeah. Um, and so, but then they're they're interrupted by a special delivery. The you remember what it is? Yeah, the broom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah the broom. Yeah, it's a broom. And he, he thinks a, it's synonymous. And yeah, and, it's a yeah. Nimbus two thousand. The fastest broom. broom. Yeah. yeah. And he saw that when he was in Diagon Alley. And yeah. he doesn't know who it's from, but they kind of make you think that it might be Dumbledore, right? Because doesn't he look at Dumbledore and he like winks at him or something? Uh, it's like, I remember when yeah, I first watched I this, I so. thought it was Dumbledore. Right. But it's not. Who it's gave him the broom? Professor McGonagall. Yeah. Yeah, it's McGonagall. Yeah. yeah it hooks yeah. him up. It kind of dates the movie a little bit, just the fact that it's called Nimbus 2000. Like so many yeah. things are called two thousand because this is a two thousand one, right? <laughs> yeah, ninety nine. Like everything had the two thousand added to it around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's new. Um, so then we immediately cut to the Quidditch match. Yeah, right? and he's talking to. Oh my god, we already said his name. And I forgot the captain. Though. Wood. Yeah. Wood. He's talking to Wood, and everything is like you know nervous. He's like, "Are you nervous?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Don't be nervous." Like on my first day, I got hit in the head with a bludger and woke up in the hospital the next day. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He goes, well, how, how, what was your, do you remember your first game or something like that? He's like, I don't really remember. I took yeah. a bludger like the f- <laughs> five minutes in, woke up in the hospital. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're playing Slytherin. They do the game. Um, wait, so this actually is kind of important too, because about how he catches it, right? This is the first time he catches the snitch. Yeah. In his yeah, mouth. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. mm-hmm. they're, you know, playing the game and everything like that. Harry's looking for the snitch. He finally sees it and stuff. And the snitch goes, they're flying the entire time, but the snitch goes like all the way to the bottom of the pitch. And Harry's going after it, takes a quick turn. So he's like basically almost standing on the ground. The broom is just a few levels off and ends up standing on the broom and reaching for the snitch. Uh, He's a little bit too far away. So he, you know, scoots his foot forward and ends up flipping and as yeah. he tries to reach for it, he misses, but he catches it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the stands is like looking and uh, you have the spectator saying like, oh, like oh, yeah, Harry's down or something. <laughs> and he's like yep. choking and then spits out his head and he goes, Harry's caught the snitch. Yep. I think he's got a yep. vomit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to blow. <laughs> um, yep, that's exactly right. Yep, and then so after that, I think it cuts to them just celebrating in the common room, right? Yeah, and Gryffindor wins, and um, now there is a quick little thing that happens during the game. Um, Harry's uh, broom kind of goes yeah, crazy S- as Snape. he's trying to get the snitch, and and it shows Snape speaking, you know, uh, talking, and so Hermione thinks that Snape is bewitching his broom. Yeah. So she oh, goes to it. distract them um, by setting the bottom of his cloak on fire. Mm-hmm. And so somebody hits him and he stops the chant. And all of a sudden, you know, Harry's yeah. broom is fine. If you're again. paying attention, you see That's him right. back into uh, Professor Quirrell. 
Yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that doesn't come up until a little bit later. You know, they start. They say, "Oh yeah, he was he was doing this to your broom." So it's this is definitely Snape. So yeah, because you anyway. have to have direct eye contact and focus. Yeah, and yeah, repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. So now the next scene is them confronting Hagrid about that very thing. Is it about that or about the vault and stuff? Yeah. No, they they first are. So they're walking through a courtyard and the three of them are grilling Hagrid. They're like, Snape was bewitching his broom. And Hagrid's like, no, no, Snape would never do that. And she goes, I know what I saw. He never broke eye contact, yada, yada. And then they continued on with their theory like you said grilling them about well we also think snape is trying to get whatever this dog is guarding and That's all this and hagrid's letting slip yeah, <laughs> no, yeah he goes, fluffy. Fluffy. You, it has like, a name. you named it yeah of course i trained him yeah and he goes you know i shouldn't have said that uh, yeah yeah and this is about. where we first hear the name Nicholas Flamel. That's what I thought, yeah. They said the only thing that uh, Fluffy is guarding is the business between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. And they go, Nicholas Flamel? And that's what he says. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. yeah. I said, does he spill to them that it wouldn't have been Snake because he's helping guard? No. Okay. I feel no. like that comes yeah. up at one point, but yeah, I think it does so, in the book for sure. I don't know yeah. if it does in the movie. So no, now we cut to Christmas. Hagrid's bringing in a giant Christmas tree. Everyone's packing up and getting ready to go home. And we're back with the three of them in the great hall discussing their holiday plans. Yep. And then, too, I was like, weren't they already doing research? Like Hermione mentions, like, I've tried looking up the name, can't find anything in the hall. About it. a bit yeah. of light reading. The only place I haven't checked is the restricted section. Yep. She walks up on Harry and Ron playing wizarding chess. Yes. And the pieces like, break and stuff. She's like, that's barbaric. Yep. Um, so. And yeah, it ends up that they all have plans and stuff. And yeah, Ron and Ron and Harry are staying at the castle. She's going back home, but. Yeah. Harry doesn't have anybody to go home to, and Ron's family's in Romania visiting his brother Bill. Yep, and then so then it cuts to like Christmas morning right after that, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they wake up and Christmas morning, and he has Harry has presents. Yeah, like and, well, and Harry doesn't expect to have any presents, and then Ron's no. like, "Come down!" It's like you've got presents, and he's like, "Huh?" And yeah. he ends up getting a sweater for Ron's mom. With him yes. in the red with his letter of his name on it. Right. Um, I don't know if he shows him opening anything else, but then he opens like an un a package with yeah. no nothing of who it's from, but saying that it was his father's and I've been holding on yep. to it. I think you should have it now. And then he puts on this cloak and then it's just his head floating. And yeah. Ron's yeah. like, That's an invisibility cloak. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Which one like that. I mean, and this is, uh, you know, anybody listens to this podcast knows, spoiler alert. Right? <laughs> yeah, we've been spoiling this entire you, time. No, yeah, but we literally tell you everything about a movie. But it is kind of crazy that knowing what you know after watching and reading all these books that this is one of the three Deathly Hallows yeah. and Dumbledore is giving it to an 11-year-old kid. That was one thing. Yeah, I guess if it was his dad's and it was truly his dad's at some point, maybe handed down through their family, which 
I don't know. Is that addressed in the books where Harry's possibly a descendant of one of the original three brothers? Yeah. If they, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but and the only reason why Dumbledore had it, though, is because he was in. That was around the time where he was in, expect or inspecting the cloak to see if it was a Deathly Hollow, because that's why Harry's dad right. didn't have it that night. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but it's just crazy that, like, you know, the the three the three, three things that would make you impervious to being killed. It's one of those things. Is like, one of them away. <laughs> like Ron's reaction to it, like he was impressed, but he wasn't that impressed. By yeah. the invisibility cloak. It's like, oh, it's an invisibility because, cloak. It yeah, seems yeah. like it's more common than it is, but right. Later you find but maybe out. this specific <laughs> invisibility cloak, yeah. you know, has other properties. Yada yada. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anyway, so Harry takes this invisibility cloak and he does what with it? He goes Gosh. to the forbidden section in the, the library. Yeah, the restricted section. Oh, restricted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, to find it find anything on Nicholas Fromel. He opens yep. one book, it screams or something, closes it. Yeah. They're all like chained to um I can't remember. Does he actually find a book with the, any information in it? Or it says um, his name. They but do Hermione's the one that does. And she finds it in like she finds it later. That's whenever she's like, well I've been doing yeah. I did some reading and she opens up the book and tells them about Nicholas Fromel. So he doesn't find anything here because he almost gets caught. Um, yeah, by Flitch, not Filch, Flitch, yep. uh, Filch's Filch. cat and yeah. stuff. And he ends up dropping the lantern, running. Filch, yep. you know, picks it up and is running down the hallway like students out of the bed or something and runs into Snape. He's like, it's still yes. hot. <laughs> students out of its bed. Um, yeah. But just before that... Um, Harry, you know, leaves like he mm -hmm. is able to dodge Filch and he goes walking down the hallway and he comes across Snape and Quirrell arguing. That's right. Yeah. I don't remember what and was so said. he sees he sees this argument and uh, you only catch a little bit of it. He says, like, you know, I'm warning you. I know what you're up to. Like Snape has Filch against the or uh, Quirrell against the wall. And he's the one saying, like, I'm warning you. Yeah. Um, I know what you're trying to do or I know what you're up to and you won't you won't get away with it. And I think from Harry's perspective of that, though, it's him saying, like, I know you're trying to stop me. So like in yes. his eyes, he's still seeing like Quill Quill's trying to stop. Quill yeah. thinks so, too, is trying to stop Snape. Um, yes. I don't um, know what it cuts to after this. The mirror. Um, yeah, because Harry yeah. runs yeah. away. You know, and you're right, Filch, just after Harry gets away and he gets into this other room, Filch comes up and says, there's a student out of bed. I saw found this in the restricted student section. So they, the teachers go running off and Harry is in a new room and he discovers something special. The mirror of Arisette. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't remember what the name was and or what it says around the mirror or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but he, he walks up to the mirror and he sees his parents on either side of him and yep. stuff. And I think he just, you know, sits there for a while and Dumbledore comes up or That's, whatnot. Well, first he goes and tells Ron. Oh, so yeah. he brings Ron right back? Yeah, Ron, Ron That's right. tells him what he sees. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and then Ron says, I see, I'm holding the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. And I'm head boy. Is that what he yeah, says? I'm head yeah. boy. And he was captain of yeah, the Quidditch Quidditch captain. Which, spoiler alert, that all comes true except the captain part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but so yeah, he sees that. But then, so are they both standing there when Dumbledore comes in? Uh, no. He doesn't. Dumbledore or, doesn't come in. That's a later scene. Yeah, when he's um, just, yeah, because next Ron goes back to bed and then yeah, yeah. Next scene, Harry's just like kind of staring at a fire in the Great Hall, and um, Ron comes to try to cheer him up because Harry's clearly shaken by being able to see his parents and and not know why. Harry and so Ron like tries to say, "Hey, you want to go play chess? You want to visit Hagrid? You want to do anything at all?" and and then we catch this is I say later scene, but next scene, Harry is back in front of the mirror, just sitting there staring, and that's when uh, Dumbledore catches him. And then that's when he explains what the mirror does, because like I think Ron yeah. tells him, goes, "Well, now I see my parents. Ron can't see them," and he goes, "Well, it gives you whatever your heart desires." Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, what you want most in the world. <laughs> yeah. And, Dumbledore says, like, there's no spell that can bring back the dead to Harry. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. Harry asks him what he sees when he's standing there. He's, like, holding two pairs of socks is what yeah. Dumbledore sees in the mirror. Um, but then Dumbledore, like, warns him that the mirror is going to be moved and that he hopes that he never tries to seek it out again. Yeah, yeah. Because um, people, he said people have wasted away in front of the mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then after that, I don't know what he tries to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a brief, do you remember Hefe? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's just a quick little brief scene. Um, they're back in the great hall. Hermione's back. Um, they're talking about tests coming up, how they haven't really been, uh, Ron's, you know, hasn't been studying and that's all Hermione does is study and, um, we have Neville come into the great hall and he's got his like legs bound together. And oh, isn't right. that a but deleted then, scene? Uh, was it? I think so. That's a deleted scene of him hopping around. Yeah. yeah. But then they, but then she goes and like, this is where Ron reads off of one of the cards, which reminded her. She's like, I know yeah. I remember where I saw this. I did some light reading. And it's Hogwarts a history. And she opens up, they go it's to the library and she rereads yeah. that she says that there's um what Nicholas Fomel did is he produced the sorcerer's stone. It can turn things to gold, it can create an elixir for everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And they said like only you know, the only person to hold this stone was Nicholas Fomel, who just celebrated his 665th birthday. And so that's, they say, that's what Fluffy's guarding. That's what they're after. It's the Sorcerer's Stone. That must be the object right. that Hagrid got out of the vault. Yeah, this is, things are getting a little fuzzy here. I, I know yeah, at I think some this point, is my this is probably where asleep. you guys always fall asleep. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this, uh, I know that they eventually end up in the Forbidden Forest, but I'm trying to remember what led to that. And I can't. So, you know, because of this revelation that they've they had, Hagrid, the next, right? yeah, the next scene is they go to Hagrid to confront him and they go, we know about the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, okay. He's like, right. You better come in then. Oh, doesn't Draco and they follow they come at okay. night. Yeah, they yeah, come yeah. at night and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if they have the invisibility cloak, cloak with them or not. No. Um, but not they're sitting there asking and stuff. And I don't remember how, what all yep. information he gave them. Oh, and this is when he finds out. It's like they're really telling him about like, oh, I think it's Professor Sape, blah, blah, blah. He goes, he's one of the guardings 
He's helping yes. guard the stone. Mm-hmm. And then exactly. all of a sudden, and Hagrid has an egg, right? Yep. Ah, uh, yep. yeah, the dragon. With the, the dragon, dragon, and he's hatching yeah. it. And yeah. He goes, hello, Norbert. Yeah. And <laughs> so this is, you know, and that's what he says, and you're correct. That's where he spills the beans that Snape's actually guarding it. And so he's basically confirming the Sorcerer's Stone is real and that it is at the castle. Yeah. And the problem here is, is that he hears a creak outside the hut. And that's where Draco, Draco is. is looking in the window. Mm-hmm. They make it back to the castle to be greeted by McGonagall, who's been snitched on by Draco. And she right. decides and to give them all there. detention. Yes, yeah, yeah, all four of them Draco. are in there. Draco and the and the um, the trio. No, I don't and think Hermione's says, with them, is she? Yeah, yeah, okay. Hermione's there. And so McGonagall gives them all the detention, including Draco. Because Draco himself was outside yeah. <laughs> after hours. Yeah. Yeah. And that detention was with Hagrid, who was going on patrol in the Forbidden Ford Forest. Right. Do you remember what happens here? There are a few things. The part with uh, well, the Voldemort phantom drinking the unicorn blood. Unicorn blood. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't there a centaur that drives him away? Yes. And I don't remember his name. <laughs> uh, no, no idea. Yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> he says his name. Hagrid he, says his name. Yeah, and I, I don't. I think it starts with an F. I don't remember. But he talks to Harry about what happens if you drink the unicorn's blood. You have a half life. Right. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, you have to keep drinking it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then he's like, "Who would do such a thing?" He's like, "Can you think of no other?" And yep. he's implying that it's Voldemort. Yes. Um, then stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Like that's it. Okay. They they all kind of like branched off together because Hagrid says like, uh, "We're out here looking for something." And again, why would he do this? But like, um, yeah, it's going to take like, all these kids to the most off, dangerous area. Yeah. Um. Kind of separated a little bit, and Harry is the one that encounters this phantom that's drinking the blood of a unicorn alone mm-hmm. has yeah, that conversation Malfoy was with him and got spooked and ran. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, then Hagrid shows up with everybody else and, and that's it. And then they, okay. they leave the forbidden forest and they, uh, are back in the common room and Harry spills the beans about what just happened to Ron. And, uh, they're trying to figure out like, hang on a minute. Like, is Voldemort going to try and Aren't get we forgetting one stone? thing? No. <laughs> yeah, what is the one wizard Voldemort's always feared? Um, Dumbledore. So as long as Dumbledore is around, Harry, you don't have to worry about it. You're safe. Like, if Voldemort's here, it, you'll be fine. Okay. Okay, yep. this is starting to fall into place, I think. Is, at yep. some point, doesn't uh, Dumbledore get called away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they're, they go, I know this is all, this all happens really fast. You get a lot of exposition leading up to these, this okay. sort of a chain of events to lead us to the climax. So they go walking down a hall, um, outside and Harry's scar is burning. They're like, Oh, what's wrong with you Harry? He's like, Oh, my scar it hurts real bad. Um, and then they approach Hagrid. Okay. Um, who's playing his flute outside of his hut. And Harry's like, Oh, of course. Um, well, 
I would say, does it? Hagrid is like upset because Norbert was taken because Draco also He's, snitched that out. Like, no, right? But this is, I will tell you exactly if you, if this might, you know, start to jog your memory. So they run up to Hagrid because Harry thinks he's figured something out. He's like, Hagrid said the one thing he wanted uh, more than anything in this world is dragon. And who carries and a dragon who in just, their pocket. Yeah, exactly. Like who just happened to show up and give Hagrid a dragon? Like who was it? And they confront Hagrid about who sold you the dragon. Um, and what did he want? And what did he look like? He's, I don't know. He kept his uh, hood up and all he really wanted to know is about Fluffy. And <laughs> he was very curious um, about Fluffy. And after yeah, I told really him, curious. Yeah. And so then I told him how you, of course, if you're interested in Fluffy, like this is how you um, calm him down. You just play him music. Yeah, well, all music animals are the same <laughs> and yeah. stuff. Um, you can you can train any animal just with music. And right. Stuff. Yeah. And, and then, then that's whenever he says, it's like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said, said that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they just run away and yeah they uh, run off and they run to mcgonagall and say we have to speak to professor dumbledore right now because they think they've figured out like snape is the hooded guy who sold hagrid yeah. a dragon to get information on fluffy on how to get past them so they're like he's gonna steal it he's got everything he needs now um and this is where mcgonagall does say actually he, he was called away to ministry in, uh business so he's in london yeah, and, and then the kids freak out and they go straight to the room, the the, the corridor, I guess, because they're like, well, we have to stop them before yep. um, we have to be the ones to do it because no one's listening, basically. And so as soon as they get up there, um, uh, that's when they realize that the harp is playing, right? And Fluffy is asleep. Didn't, didn't Neville try and stop them? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. So this is where the other quote that I tried to get you to guess it on <laughs> yeah. comes from. As they're gearing up to go try to stop Snape, um, Neville's like, you guys keep getting us like in trouble and you keep losing Gryffindor points. So <laughs> I'm going to fight you to keep you from going. And what yeah. does Hermione do? I was like, I'm sorry about doing this to you, Neville. Or I, something like that. And yeah. she like she binds him or something. Totalis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He she petrifies him. Yeah. And that's whenever Ron says, you know, you're really scary sometimes. Brilliant. But scary. scary. <laughs> I can't yeah. I forgot that quote. Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of like some funny like points in the movie one. or yeah. some like yeah. plot points in the movie, but yeah, yeah. Anyway. So they go running past Neville and they're like, sorry, Neville, sorry, Neville. <laughs> and they all are underneath the cloak and make it to Fluffy. I see the harp, like Chrissy yeah. said, and yeah, there's an enchanted harp playing music. So Fluffy's asleep. And they're and then, they're in the middle of talking when the harp stops playing, right? Yeah, they, I, or they I move. Think, doing. Yeah, they get to the door or something, and they, it's already open. And then I think Hermione says something about like it's awfully quiet, and then they yes. realize, and yeah. drool literally falls on Ron. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a trap door on the floor. They open it. They start to go down, and then yes, you're correct. They they're like, so they fall. The music stopped. Yeah, (laughs) and so they fall through the trap door, and then this is when they end up in the vines and stuff. And then the more you freak out, the more these vines like contract you. Um, Yeah, double is it double snare 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 yeah yeah. 
and Hermione's like, it's Devil's Snare. Like, don't Devil's you pay snare, attention. Um, right. You know, if you yeah. relax, you can fall through. So she falls through. Yeah. Ron or Harry falls through and Ron's just freaking out. And then that's when she says the quote of like Devil's Snare, scared of light or yeah, sun. She said, sunlight. Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah, then like that. she gets uh, Ron out by, you know, flashing light up there and he falls through and he's Ron's like, bloody hell. Like I thought we were a goner there. And then Ron, Harry's like, thank God Hermione pays attention during her biology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go through that. Of course, there's a, another locked door and they try to unlock it. Um, yep. And they realize like, that's not going to work. And they see above them, there's like a bunch of keys with wings Mm-hmm. Yep, and there is a broom there too, and then they realize like, okay, this spell isn't going to work. We're going to have to catch a key, and they're like, it's going to be a big fat one that's yep. kind of crooked or rugged or whatnot. Like and Harry <laughs> spots it, and it's like a fat key with a broken wing on it. He feels bad. Yep. He goes, I feel so bad. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And then Ron's like, Do you want Snake to get it? And so yeah, he jumps on the broom. But as soon as he jumps on the broom, it's when all the keys freak out and try to attack him him. yep uh he eventually catches it i don't even know if he hops up the broom at all or just immediately gets it in the lock and he throws it down and hermione grabs it out of the air yeah yeah exactly he catches the key flies down throws it to them they open the door and then he flies through the door because the keys are still trying to get him yeah they all hit the door behind him and then after that is that when we get to the chess room yeah yeah yep this is the chess scene yeah. So and also, so each teacher too that's helping protect the stone, like each room represents a teacher too, and there's trivia in that too that I don't remember. Uh, yeah. yeah, the first one. Yeah. 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 I don't remember what the first one was. I'll have to figure that one out later. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So then they realize that there's some pieces. Um oh if you could you would have said this quote. Would have been a good one about the... I know, but it would have immediately given it away because it has like the characters' names in it. Not so it's like, not, <laughs> not me. Not me. Not Hermione. You. <laughs> Best thing ever. Um, so yeah, they realize that pieces are missing. They have to play as the players and it's not... Yes. They're like, is it regular chess or wizarding chess? Finally, it's wizarding chess so you can really get hurt yeah yeah because like the little pieces destroy each other when you take yeah. one yeah um but what i never understood and this is i know it's just for drama's sake but there's only two blank spots so hermione uh, and harry take the blank spots and then ron gets up on another right piece. Well, you know yeah, why there's he didn't have two. to play yeah, yeah. but he's yeah. the best well really hermione didn't have to play and the only right. reason why there's two though is because what's his face already played yeah, and exactly. So now there's yeah. two spots. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Ron ends up kind of sacrificing himself, gets knocked down, passes out. Hermione goes yes. to like help, and Harry's like, no, we're still playing. Checks the yeah, king yeah. and then continues forward. And so mm-hmm. after that, is that like the last step where he's in that like round room with the yeah, flames? Yeah, yeah. The mirror. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, the they, they get checkmate, and then since Ron's knocked out, that's Hermione is like, I'll stay here with Ron. You have to go on. Like yeah. you're a great wizard, Harry, and we'll be all right. But I know it's you that has to go on. Um, same same thing that Ron said. Like, it's not us that have to make it. You do. Um, so yes, he enters the the chamber that has 
the mirror at the end of it. Yeah. And who does he find there? Yeah. Professor Quarrel. Yes. No one saw that coming. No. Yeah. Like, oh, Quarrel. What? And even, you know, Harry says, like, he's surprised, like, Professor Quirrell, and Quirrell's like, oh, yes, no one would suspect poor, stuttering Professor Quill. I'll be honest, when y'all first watched this, did you, like, saw that coming at all, or were y'all, like, on Harry's side of Snape? Yeah, I was going to say, they don't give any clues that it's Quirrell. Not really. Like, not a line or anything, so other than Snape, engaging with Quirrell in the hallway. But like you said, they make it seem like Snape is giving Quirrell a hard time because Quirrell's onto him. Yeah. And not I mean, the other way around. They do kind of allude that, because you do find out in this scene that he can't touch Harry, right? Or something. Well, you find the out beginning. whenever they finally... Yeah, because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the be- cauldron. Yeah, yeah he well, yeah, he didn't shake, shake hand hands or anything. or anything like that. It was like a very awkward interaction. Well, apparently that's has nothing to do with it because oh. they don't he doesn't know that harry has that power or that that was going to happen until it happens um it's actually because quarrel's just like a germaphobe oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he just doesn't touch yeah but i every guess it time, really so, isn't anything that allude that it would be him no not at least not in the movie they don't give anything yeah. you know that way and so harry and him start talking and and quarrel's like I've been staring at this mirror and I can't get the stone. I don't know what the problem is. And you he tells Harry to come and try. Yeah. You hear a voice yeah. say, use the boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so come here, Potter. Yeah. Come Potter here. Potter goes in front of the mirror and in the mirror, Harry sees himself pull the sorcerer's stone out of his pocket mm-hmm. and then put it back in. And Harry re- reaches down and pats his pocket and, Oh, the sorcerer's stone is in his pocket now. Um, but he doesn't like he like barely touches it and realizes like, oh, like what he yes. sees in the mirror really is happening and yeah. stuff. And then he's trying to like tell Quill, like, oh, like I see myself holding winning the Quidditch Cup and or winning the yeah. house. Yeah, winning the house cup. Yeah. Winning the yeah, house Voldemort cup. Or a voice says lies. He lies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says, Let me speak to him. Yeah, yeah. and then that's when Quill I mean, he had like this. What is it called? The turban. Is it a yeah. turban? Yeah. It's yeah. all it rounded on just on top. Head wrap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a head wrap. He unwraps he it. Undoes it and turns around. It is like the most creepiest thing. Yeah, yeah. On the back of his head, you see a face, and it's <laughs> like, Voldemort. Yeah. yeah. It was. It's small, and then it kind of gets a little bigger when it stretches out. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. 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 And so he starts talking to Harry in the reflection of the mirror um, because Quirrell's Mm -hmm. still facing Harry. And yes, he's like, yes, it's me. But see what I've become. I'm a mirror parasite and living off of unicorn blood, but I need the Sorcerer's Stone to give me back my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says that it's there in your pocket. Is that when they start drawing wands and stuff? And Uh, Harry tries to turn and run. And Quirrell snaps his fingers and the whole perimeter of the room and the exit engulf in flames. Right. Yeah. And then Quirrell, that's when Voldemort says, um, you can either join me and live or or die. And Quirrell goes flying at Harry and grabs him and lands on the ground. And then what happens? Wait, is that when he realizes that he can't touch Harry? Yeah, because Harry touches him to try yeah. and push him off. 
and then he like happens what is this magic yeah it's like burning (laughs) his skin or whatnot Yep. Um, so do they draw wands at all or is it just Harry no. now just grabs his face with his hands? Yeah, his, his hands yep. like starting to crumble in front of him and then he yeah. grabs his face. And- yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he's choking Harry and then Harry pries his hand off of him because he's in his as he grabs Quirrell's hand. Like you said, it starts to burn. It turns to ash. And when Harry realizes this very brutally, <laughs> he runs up and it's like, oh, I can melt your flesh. And just immediately throws his hands on his face. <laughs> very so gruesome. Like, <laughs> not get hurt at all in this room? Like, no. Nope. Okay. Yeah, no injury befalls Harry. Voldemort flies through him and knocks yeah. him out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh. after he, you know, puts his hands on Quirrell's face and he falls to the ground in ashes. You see the smoke billow up around mm-hmm. um, Coral's body, and it's Voldemort's essence, I yeah. guess. His mm-hmm. soul pushes through Harry, knocks him on the ground, and Harry is knocked out in the Sorcerer's Stone sitting next to him. And then I don't know what it cuts to after that. Isn't you don't the, know what it cuts to? Does it just him in the hospital bed and, and yeah. then like yeah, surrounded? Yeah, by yeah. a bunch of treats and I guess yep. Summer says he's got a lot of fans or something. Yeah, yeah. Dumbledore comes in to visit Harry. He's in his hospital bed and there's candy and and yeah. Dumbledore Dumbledore like says like nobody knows what transpired. It's completely secret. And he said so naturally the whole school knows. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he picks up a little chocolate frog and and picks up the little birdie bots, every flavor beans. And I forget he says, what flavor he says. I haven't, yeah, he says, I haven't had like, one of these since I was a child. Uh, I think I had a, yeah, yeah I had a vomit flavor once. And so he takes a bite of one and goes, ah, alas, earwax. <laughs> um, and he talks then he explains about, yeah. to him, yeah, yeah. Harry asks him, what, how could, you know, when I touched him, his skin, you know, something happened, and he asks, "How did that happen?" Love. And what does Dumbledore <laughs> yeah, say? Love. Yeah, uh, so many is, words. Yeah, like love is the most powerful thing. Yeah, yeah. And that he didn't see that coming because he doesn't know what love is, and it's about friendship yeah. even. Yeah, and and he, you know, he does say it's like your you know your mother's love, um, and so yeah, that's it. And then he. I was like, and then it just cuts to him at the Great Hall and running up to Hermione and them, right? Yep. Yeah. And then he runs up the stairs to Hermione and Ron and they go back into the Great Hall. Yeah. And then like, so at this point, it's the final feast, right? Yes. And uh, they award the the house cup. Yep. And at this point, like they're... um, House is at the lowest or second lowest or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, the lowest. The lowest. <laughs> yeah, because um, and that's I, you know, I guess they don't sell it very much, but he makes a point. He starts awarding some last minute points, but they're the lowest points because they keep losing points. <laughs> yeah, because they keep getting in trouble throughout the year, and teachers keep catching them. Yeah, um, and which Slytherin is why Neville has, stood up to him. Yeah, and Slytherin has one. Um, their house is one for like the last couple of years, if I remember correctly. And he starts awarding off points and stuff. And I can't remember. Does he give Hermione points? Yep. He gives something. 
Yeah, he gives Hermione points for being, you know, studious, or essentially they give Ron points for being for chess. Um, yeah, yeah, for playing the best game of wizard chess ever. And then they and then give <laughs> Harry for bravery. And they're mm-hmm. tied at this point. Yeah, they're and then tied with Slytherin because they're like freaking out and goes, "Oh my god, like yeah. we're tied with Slytherin." Um, and then that's when he awards Neville the points like 10 points or something yeah Yeah, just 10 points but he says it takes a great deal of courage to stand up to your enemies and even more so to stand up to your friends yeah Yeah. Yeah. and then they win and then Dumbledore goes I think it's a new change for decorations and it's all switches to their colors and stuff and then after that it cuts to them leaving on the train again right and then he's saying bye to Hagrid (laughs) and stuff and I think Hermione says, it's weird to be going back home. And Harry says, you know, I'm not going back home. Not really. Not really. <laughs> yep. And then fades to the classic music. <laughs> yep. Train, train goes off. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I have to say, I did really Yeah, you did. Good. Yeah, you did you really did. good. <laughs> there. <So>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys only like got fuzzy on... And, in some of those scenes, like we said, it's kind of like a lot of exposition. So they're kind of, to us watching or going back to it, they're kind of fluff scenes. You know, they're there to give you some background, but they don't really move the plot along. There's probably only like five or six actual crucial scenes <laughs> to where you learn something about what the kids are trying to figure out, which is Nicholas Flamel and all that jazz. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, like you guys did really, really good. I hope the, it was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am very proud. Like I said, you can probably really tell where I normally fall asleep. I was yeah. going to say when we rewatch this, it. I hope you don't fall asleep. I'll have to and drink lots is, of coffee. It is true. Like so, you go and you watch this movie, and three quarters of it is really slow, yeah. and then it's just one scene after another at the end to lead to the climax. Yeah. And yeah like, really just, so oh, sleepy. we figured this out. Yeah. And but I think you kind of needed that, though, of like explaining the wizarding world, though, because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, think yeah. about it like if they didn't do that and then just would have focused on like the climax, I don't think it would have been as big as a deal and would have made no. as much money to make the other movies or to really get kids involved yeah. and wanting to do that. Because I remember being a kid watching it actually playing with sticks outside and pretending to be wizards and like going to yeah. school on a playground and stuff. And like, was that, it wasn't the seesaw, but like the, <laughs> the thing we have two people sit on either side and you go back and forth. It's not yeah. a seesaw. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking but about. But I used to yeah, play yeah. that and act like I'm riding a broom and everything like that. <laughs> like well, it really- you, you were the kid that every, all those, uh, crazy fanatic parents were afraid of going right. around and casting spells <laughs> on people while at school. I'm not uh, even a lie. Like I remember sitting in front of my TV one night at a sleepover with like a stick or whatnot the TV and like trying to make it turn on and things like that. Yeah. And I probably my dad or something like hit a switch you know or whatnot to really mess with me. <laughs> you know what? Uh... Yes. She's still there. Uh, yeah, my, oh, okay. my lights are gone. Oh, okay. All right, I'm going to restart. All right, well, uh, speaking of, you know that they're releasing, that I'm not, obviously we're not being paid to promote this, but I just saw an ad. They're on pre-sale right now, but it's 
but they're smart ones. And so there's a, there's a corresponding app with this wand that you can do like, I don't know. I think it said like 150 different spells, but some of the, some of them are just like you do it and the app knows you did it. And there's like an animation on the app and all that. So like you're casting spells, but some of them control your smart devices. <laughs> yeah. So like you do Lumos to turn on your smart lights, yeah. you can turn on your TV, um, all sorts of stuff. And I was Miss. like, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That looks awesome. <laughs> right. Just right, right at your front door. Just have the wand or like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's how you turn on your TV or turn off your lights. You say, oh, the door. Door off. Yeah. I think if you do like the Alexa or the, Hey Google on your phone yes. and do the knocks and whatnot, it'll do that with uh, your flashlight on your phone. Yeah, yeah. And if your yeah, door you was like, the yeah, your yeah. Door no, I mean like oh my God. supposedly <laughs> that's the thing about it is like if it compare, it's supposed to compare with your, your smart devices so that you can use its gestures, its wand gestures as the huh. gesture for your smart device, which is pretty crazy. And there's like five different styles of wand. Right. Yeah. $150 though. is like, that's kind <laughs> oh. of a extreme. You know, like someone is going to pay that. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Jeff, didn't you find at one point there was like a Harry Potter desk that was similar to where you had like a wand. Oh, and it unlocked that was a different- cusp- yeah, that was a custom desk, but oh, this guy this guy did this thing where uh, the tip of the wand was uh, magnetic, I think, and if you click certain areas, it'll unlock the like parts of the desk and their uh, secret compartments, nice. and yeah, it was yeah. actually really cool. It was very expensive. Yeah. It was really cool. <laughs> oh yeah, it was really expensive. Like he made every one of them from scratch. So oh nice, yeah. But it's crazy yeah. how that industry like really took off and really yeah. immersed us into the wizarding world and stuff like that and right especially when they brought it all back to life at universal and everything like that like yeah. that was an amazing experience yeah but i mean the books were a worldwide phenomenon but when this movie came out it was just insane pandemonium yeah i mean all eight of the movies made so much money but everyone went and watched it so even for people like me i didn't even know about the books but my my older sister did and like we watched it because it was like a big movie that came out. So we watched it for our family movie night. And then from from then, like I was hooked and I haven't, yeah. I still haven't even read the books. But oh, you haven't? Introduced you haven't? No, I still haven't. Yeah, yeah. No. They're good. Michael. They're good. I know. Yeah, I know. But they. You, none of them. Uh, none of them. No. <gasps> but they set off. My point being is that even for somebody who's not even read the books, it you become a super fan of harry potter and yeah. so you have a giant population that was already into it to a whole new population that was into it it's crazy yeah but that's so, harry potter man yeah. hold on i remember this too because like when the movie came out they were still writing the books like they weren't done yeah. yet so yeah, i remember yeah, too, yeah, it wasn't done oh, yeah. this book's coming out and i remember like what are like why are people like reading these books like you're you're spoiling learning for the movies and stuff yeah right and i would have this argument is it better to watch the movie then read the book or read the book and then watch the movie and i, I never I, uh answer those questions well so <laughs> i actually truly believe it's better to watch the movie first and then read the books because like there were so many things that the movie does leave out and if you're expecting to yeah. see those things like you kind of get disappointed so yeah, it's yeah. better you haven't read the books you should read the books because there's so much like cooler stuff there is, and it, there's, a, there's a lot no, more yeah for sure i definitely uh, i will read the books i just haven't but yeah every time someone says like which one should you do or 
which one did you prefer? And it's like, it's different for everybody because everybody like enjoys a different medium or whatever. So like we yeah. can't put, no one could put a pin on it to say for sure, this is the way to do it. But that's a really good point is that that way you're not so disappointed when you watch the movies. Right. right. You're just yeah. literally yeah. getting more information. So you're almost yeah. getting like, I mean, yeah, you, you kind of already have a spoiler with, alert because you've watched yeah. the movies, but then there's all these like secret stuff and it's like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I watched yeah. the first movie and then read the books after that. I can't. Yeah. I can't remember what books were released when, but yeah. I do remember uh, Deathly Hallows, you know, coming oh, yeah. out I because that, that was too. such a big deal because, oh, you know, final God. book. I just remember that just being like totally it was ruined just, for me before i read it <laughs> yeah just everybody was it was such great anticipation because everyone no, was half blood new. prince was ruined for me before i read it that's what it was uh, yeah yeah who's the half blood prince yeah yeah because anyway. it was dumbledore yeah okay well we uh we're all gonna go watch the movie both hefe and chrissy and i'm gonna do it just for funsies because i love watching the movie but is there anyone else that's coming along to watch the movie with us Harry, it's you that has to go on. I know it. Not me, not Hermione, you. Okay, we're back at it. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like uh, Daniel Radcliffe is going to be joining us for this part. So, um, But we're back. We watched it. Well, some of us watched it. I did not watch it. But you Why guys did. You? Why didn't you watch it, Michael? Uh, it was nothing exciting, but... I, it just goes to show of the day and age we're living. Because, uh, okay, so, you you know, we usually watch, uh, we have our shared playlist. But you mm-hmm. guys were going to watch it on there, right? Yeah. It used to be on HBO Max, like, uh-huh. for a long time. Right. And now it was off. So it's not on there. It's not on Amazon without buying it. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu without buying it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it's like not on any regular streaming. So Did I you have it on VHS. Is that the only copy you have? No, I have it on Blu-ray, but oh. the only one I have hooked up is my, you know, I have my PS4 hooked up to the projector, which is, I would have done that, but all my Blu-rays are like still packed up in a box, oh. like just sitting. It would have been okay for me to get the box out and get them out. But like I said, it's, it just shows this day and age. I was like, I have to get a Blu-ray out just to watch it. You know what? I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Like, if I can't stream it, I ain't going to watch it. <laughs> I, I was that lazy, even though I have a giant box full of, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays, and it's probably sitting close to the top. I just didn't have to do it. So it's fine, though, because I basically watched it while we were playing along um, in the first part. So really, this is on you all. Yeah. So my first question will be, uh, Chrissy, one, how did it hold up? And two, how much do you think you missed? Well, so I first want to say I actually did not fall asleep. <laughs> I'm very um, proud of where you. Where I normally fall asleep at. So I was very proud. And it actually, being a guest on this and trying to recall everything, it was actually very fun and interesting to rewatch it all. And like, to like, yeah, I got that. And like, what really bothered me the most, I guess, is not getting the quotes. And yeah. stuff, and like the entire time, I was like telling Jeff, I'm like, if he would have said that quote, I would have got it. If he would have said that one, I would have got yeah. it. Um, and a lot of those quotes too that I was even mentioning, like if you were to like look up like famous like Harry Potter quotes, a lot of them aren't even on there. And as I'm no. watching it, 
I'm literally almost saying it script for script. So I kind of like was beating myself up a little bit about it, about not getting the quotes. Mm. And Jeff was like, you were just nervous. And he's probably right. Plus, like, you know, when we do this without narrowing it down for the people we do it with, including Jeff and myself, like I don't check our list often enough for me to have it memorized so that I, I don't really I do that on purpose. So I don't have a small context window to know what movies he's about to reference. So we, you're sitting here trying to think of every movie ever that you've ever watched and like, okay, where'd that quote come from? So even if you know the quote, you're racking your brain thinking it could be from any movie. Right. Cause like even when Jeff was like telling me about y'all at the beginning of your podcast and stuff, and he's like, well, can you give me a list of some movies you think you want to do? I actually completely forgot. I put Harry Potter on there. Yeah. So like I was, I felt super embarrassed and stuff And there. By the way, Ron's mom's name is Molly. We all forgot it. Oh yeah. It's Molly. They say it. I don't think they say it in this one, maybe, but they say it a bunch in the series, I guess. Um, Molly. Yeah. Like, yeah. His, her husband, you know, Mr. Weasley, he, she says, or he says Molly a lot. And yeah, the other, the other, uh, order of the Phoenix and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other big, the biggest thing that I like could not believe I forgot about were all the ghosts on the, mm. at the opening feast yeah, after the hat ceremony. We skipped over that completely. Of like yeah. nearly headless Nick. Like nearly headless. How can he be nearly headless like this? Yeah, like this. <laughs> and um, sorry, I asked. Um, that is funny because in this movie, the, they have, they serve nothing to the plot. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, no, obviously in some other ones it does like they do serve a uh, purpose of the plot, but yeah. So, I mean like that would, that we can completely glossed over that. I don't but, know if it really to the plot, but in the books, there's a lot about the ghosts actually. Yeah, there is. Um, and I mean, like you said, in later movies, they really play a role in stuff, but like, right. yeah, I mean, they do play a big part of it in the book form, but you don't really get to see it. Yeah. In what's the time your, frame of a movie. What's your favorite part about this movie being the first movie? My favorite part of it? Yeah. Uh, favorite aspect, favorite part. If if there's something about this movie that just makes you go, you know, this is why I like the Sorcerer's Stone. What is so it? I, and I was also thinking about this too. It's like the, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? And I've been saying it all day. Like the music, the scoring of yeah. the movie. Like, yeah. The scoring is it's very iconic now. Like when you take music history class and stuff, like you know, later generations are going to hear about it and stuff. Yeah. So it's such a good scoring. So I think like the scoring and seeing the you know Hogwarts for the first time and even Diagonally and the yeah. whole thing, like it just gives yeah. home feeling. I think or I think that's probably one of my favorite aspects of the first one is it just feels more magical. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Magical yeah. in the sense of like wondrous instead of magical as in like I can use these spells in the physical world. Right. But it's a more wondrous feeling. I think that's why. Yeah. I, like I may gloss over this movie and skip it whenever I want to have a marathon. <laughs> but going back and rewatching it does make you feel all warm inside. Yeah. Especially we're in there in their boats like that. That shot where they're in the boats yeah, yeah, going panning up, up to and, yeah. Hogwarts. That's just perfect. It is perfect. It's perfect. That is the scene. I mean, <laughs> it is. I didn't get to go see it in theater. Of course, I wasn't already a fan, but I could imagine for somebody who were who was a fan as a child, 
and then seeing that in real life after mm -hmm. after developing it in your imagination it would be mind-blowing i i can say like the just the whole idea of someone who's never had any thought about magic or being a wizard or anything you can you kind of go through it just like harry did in that first movie oh yeah you're discovering Every it for the first it. time yes, exactly yeah 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 yep. pretty great what else do you think you missed um so like you may you did during the podcast about harry being bewitched and stuff like i was like oh i can't believe i forgot that whole scene and everything like that. And oh, yeah, on the broom. Yeah, yeah, but, like, really looking back on the whole movie, too, Hermione's character, like, from beginning to end of... And we kind of talked about a little bit of her being kind of, like, standoffish, know-it-all, mm -hmm. like, calling Ron out for the dirt on his nose and right. making fun of him of Wingardium Leviosa. It's not Leviosa. It's Leviosa. Leviosa. Yeah. Um, so, like... Her character, I think, is actually very relatable and stuff of like when you meet new people and you're trying to be nice, but you can come off wrong or, yeah, you know, sometimes come off as a know-it-all and you don't mean to. Yeah. Um, they both learn a lesson. Ron and Harry learn a lesson to be kinder and understanding. She learns a lesson to be a little more humble. Right. Um, yeah. And so, like, I feel like her character actually probably develops maybe the most out of everyone <laughs> in the first movie yeah in the yeah. first movie out of everyone yeah. the other thing that blew my mind too was hagrid i thought yeah. he was really tall <laughs> and like oh, in yeah. real life <laughs> we were talking about what? this when we were watching it yeah. Wait a minute. you like, saw, I thought you thought he was... robbie coltrane yeah was an actual giant <laughs> not like an actual giant but i thought he was taller than you or at least your height no. and stuff and jeff is like no and it's, a, and it's like, an what? animatronic most of the time was it animatronic or double because it was I, a stunt double it was just like walking yeah around. Okay. so there was a stunt double and then they also used an animatronic for the top half so uh -huh. that they'd have a guy walking around with a bust of hagrid's head uh one scene that you could see it in this first movie is when they first are showing um, Dumbledore talking amongst the, you know, out to the great hall and the f students are first arriving. It, Hagrid's blurred out, you know, uh, in the background, but you can kind of see his head just doing kind of like a robotic little wobble and eyes are doing a slow robot blink. That's well, just an I'm... animatronic. <laughs> what? Like now I want to rewatch that again. Yeah. <laughs> oh and you, God, and like... you can tell anytime he's in the background or it's a wide shot, yeah, it's wide an animatronic shots. sitting on top of uh, yeah, an sure. actor's shoulders. Okay. And the reason yeah. why like this came about is like when, like not when you first see Hagrid, but when he's at like that lighthouse thing, like they show a close up of his feet, like stepping down. I'm like, his shoes are kind of weird. Like, I wonder if he's got to get those specially made. Right. And then, like, that's how the whole topic came out. Jeff's like, he's not really that tall. And I'm like, <laughs> and, like mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. It's, you know, the first yeah. time I ever saw the actor was in uh, Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan, and he was short man there. So I already oh, knew. Yeah. yeah. I already knew that he wasn't that <laughs> tall. But that's funny. When I saw him in Harry Potter, I was like, oh my God, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, see, I, don't, funny. I can't Goldeneye. think of, I don't see him in. I mean, I, I may or may not have seen Golden. I don't remember. I don't know. But, uh, like, I can't imagine him in any other role, though, <laughs> except Hagrid. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it definitely uh, probably his, it's his largest role. And, and 
the other thing that got me when I was watching it is the when he was on the train when the, we were talking about the chocolate frog and I'm like it's on the car where it says about oh, Nicholas yeah, Femmel. Yeah. So Mandela effect here because I like when the scene was coming up I was like ready to be like Jeb I'm about to prove you wrong. And he doesn't <laughs> flip it over. And I'm like, I swear to God, like, I'm not going crazy. It's on the card and Harry reads it. And like, mm-hmm. no joke, I had to dig out my books and I'm like flipping through the pages and stuff. It is in the book, actually. It's not yeah. in the movie, though. It's no. not in the movie. So like I had a yeah, I had a feeling it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. it's not in the movie. But yeah, but in the I, book, I, I like yeah. I swear it was in the movie. And Jeff's like, that's like the Mandela effect, like. You've, you know yeah. the movie so well. You've read the book so much that you can, like, see it. And now that it you didn't have, show it. Yeah, now that you have the faces and the characters and the sound and the sights, like, right. your brain can create whatever it wants yeah. out of it. I'm sure someone else had the same thought. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's there. We're not crazy. It's in <clears> the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are crazy. <laughs> A little. But it's, still, but it's little. still in the book. Yeah, yeah, it's still in the book. Yeah. 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 What else? What else did you notice whenever you were rewatching it? I just when's the last time maybe you guys watched this one? I know you said you like fall asleep to it a lot, oh, yeah. but when's the last yeah. time you actually watched it to watch it, as if you were doing a marathon? I can't. Ooh, well, I mean, I feel like it's about a year. Like it was definitely probably during the pandemic. I think we did. But we would usually still watch the movie to fall asleep to, and then occasionally it would be like, well, let's watch the last half. <laughs> and we've watched the rest of it yeah. and then go on to watch the other movies. Which yeah. is funny because like I love the first few movies and Jeff loves the last few movies. So like I always like want to start the marathon and just like, oh, we already know what I, happens. Let's the go to the The first two movies I usually skip. I usually skip the first two. Those are my it's, favorites. Prisoner of Azkaban is the one that I like the most. And then after that is gravy. But yeah, because I remember what I remember watching this when they first came out and how back when Prisoner of Azkaban came out, it was so different from the first two. I actually didn't like it then. But after rewatching it like several times, I'm like, actually, I like this movie more than the previous two. Previous yeah. two are still good. Don't get me wrong. But it's just so they're so different. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, and, you know, Chris Columbus. So. Yeah, yeah. I definitely and, think too, though, like movie styles. Though, like I am more like the funny, happy, happy movies, and like oh, yeah. as this these series goes on, they definitely get darker, more serious. So, like right. Jeffrey does prefer the last few. Yeah, yeah. I prefer basically from Goblet of Fire on. Yeah. Goblet of Fire is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of well, my favorite yeah, books. Of yeah, the series, I was gonna say sure. least favorite movie for me, but really. Yeah, I, feel I just like, don't like the directing style and aesthetics, cinematography. I didn't like any of that. But. <laughs> but I feel like that's the one movie, though, that it could stand on its own without any of the others. Like, and it'd be out of sequence. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it has a beginning, middle, I, and does. end. That's true. Yeah, I, know, I know what yeah, you yeah. mean. Yeah. It has the greatest climax. I mean, it is like yeah, the big, most does. pivotal moment in the yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, it was all magic until like i can agree with you especially with the last scene of god of fire with with voldemort and like how they shot that was kind of goofy yeah i mean the the whole thing like that that movie had like a bunch of like audio dub overs and and i just didn't like it at all but that that, that was just me i mean other i like the story i like all the pivotal moments and the events of it and the i mean i like all of those 
story I mean, aspects and the character aspects that just did yeah, not the, like the way it was made. The story holds up really well in that movie, but you're right. It's the everything else. That, yeah. Yeah. The way it was made is not good. Yeah. But yeah. going back to the, the Sorcerer's Stone, we still we still talked about how Dursley's had that little island in the middle of the yeah, ocean. Yeah. And it I was really like, I can, I can accept the magic, but I can't for some reason accept <laughs> yeah. how they got no, to this island. And especially like from what you can tell, it didn't look like there was any like electricity, running water or nothing. Like what were they doing? <laughs> yeah. How? And does know. it explain it in the book? Because you guys would know more than I do. How they get there? Don't remember. Like no, I don't remember. Yeah. I do have the book right here, so I could probably look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think it really explains it. Yeah, and I feel, I feel bad like it does at some like, point, but I, it might be a brief sentence. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't go into detail. I know that. Um, but I don't understand why that bothers you so much. Like it does. I don't know. I'm sure they went there before the storm happened. There's a boat. Maybe yeah. the boat's gone. Yeah, the Dursley don't have magic. They can't, yeah. Like they need to afford yeah. it, or they know someone. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about the reality of uh, Harry Potter, one of my favorite things to do when watching these movies is these moments where they're like, ah, oh, magic, and uh, it's these moments that could be translated into real fixing real world problems, like. When there's an abundance of food that suddenly shows them like, oh, they could end world hunger. And uh, oh, yeah. whenever they have this, you know, the expandable tent that they go into for the World Cup, the Quidditch World Cup. Oh, there goes a housing crisis. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I get they risk exposing themselves to the world. But like it's like, oh, you could uh, help millions of people. You just choose not to. <laughs> oh, so actually. So, OK. So I found Sorry. I actually opened the book to figure out where they're at and I magically opened it up to the page where they actually mm. leave and everything like that. And it just talks about them driving and driving and Aunt Petunia didn't ask where they were going. And then uncle, all of a sudden uncle Vernon took a sharp turn and drove in the opposite direction for a while. Um, and it's believe it's, they stay at a hotel actually. And he gets another letter huh. at the hotel at room 17 <laughs> At the Railview Hotel. So actually, that whole scene actually isn't even. In so the it book. does escalate. Yeah, it does escalate, like I was talking about. So yeah. 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 Huh. It doesn't just go from him at Privet Drive to a secluded <laughs> island off the coast. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it is like a small town, I guess, off the city or whatnot, but like Mandela effect. I thought that was in the book. Yeah. Yeah. The island. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway. Well. I thought it was a, a great, it was a good episode, a good movie to do an episode on. And you did really well because basically she did. Jeff didn't have to help you at all. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> Not to say that he knew it better than you, but I'm saying like no, you, you're it. our guest on here and I'm challenging you both. And you pretty much handled the whole movie. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you. Which is which is great. I mean, and when we had Nick on for Jurassic Park, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. Like, that I, I was helping move it along, obviously, but still challenging Nick to it. And and he he uh, was correcting me every time I had a misstep. He knew the yeah. movie front to back. So. I mean, I probably could have really gone into detail. Like, I feel like I was definitely very detailed. And Jeff's like, yeah. did help yeah. me yeah. Like, along a little faster. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is one of those movies where 
it's so close to our hearts that yeah, you could literally. Yeah. All right, and then the next thing he does is hand Harry uh, this, and the next yeah, thing they do is this. Yeah, you literally could have tried to like uh, paint the picture of the movie. We could have had a four-hour podcast. Yeah, just episode, on the one episode. Just for that, yeah. Like I said, it even watching it, I was like quoting it. It's, it is much easier to like yeah. as you're watching it to quote the next line. Right. Uh, so this was well, yeah, a little a bit of a context. challenge to go through it. Yeah. And stuff. One thing that really brought back memories, though, as rewatching it is when we were watching the Quidditch scene and some of like the CGI, like oh, it bothers yeah. me hmm. a little bit. But there's a scene where Angelina like makes a goal and like the Slytherin player like throws her arms in there. He's like, darn, it's so CGI. Like, but it yeah. brings back uh, a memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah, exactly yeah. what you're talking you know about. To, yeah. Yeah. But when I, she's sitting on the broom, he's like, oh, nuts. Yeah. yeah. But it brought back so much memories, though, of me playing the game on PlayStation, though. Oh, yeah. Of the Those, those first stuff. Harry Potter mo- uh, games that they came out with, the little adventure ones, were mm-hmm. awesome. And But I swear they took that same shot and, like, used it in the game because <laughs> yeah. it's it's so like, bad. Oh, it's the same quality. Let's just use yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Overall, just in there. their CGI and cinematography, I feel like, was really good. It's just that, that little stuff that really stuck out like a sword thumb. That yeah, yeah. visual effects for all the Harry Potter movies just get better and better. And they do a really good job of trying to ground the visual effects without overblowing it with total uh cgi yeah the, and putting the, practical inside of visual effects one of the best combinations of that was the troll when it uh when it falls to the ground yeah like it's cg when it falls but when it's actually does the yep. wide shot and shows it on the ground that's actually practical right exactly and i remember watching it and thinking it was still cg and then realizing wait no that's actually like a a practical like built troll yeah. and yeah. to your point about the quidditch you know after this movie it's one of my favorite things about the Harry Potter series is that I would rather see them green screening the flying on the broom all day long than if they decided to say, you know what, for every flying scene, we're going to do a whole CG character, like completely 3D animated CG character. (laughs) I'd rather see that green screen flying any day. It just makes it feel, it might be a little janky every once in a while, but it made it feel real. Like there was gravity pulling on them and they were actually flying in the air. Without it, it would have felt disjointed. And yeah. That's we could true. Do a whole visual effects uh, discussion on the Harry Potter series for sure. <laughs> Overall, though, it wasn't bad. No. I think no. it still holds up pretty well. But it's just, uh, just the few that are really obvious. And I'm just yeah. like, oof. Of yeah. all the movies, the first two movies definitely are truer to the books than any others. I yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like I could do a whole nother episode just talking about the difference between the book and the movie too. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they're pretty close the first few, but yeah, well, I was going to say like, we wouldn't be the first ones to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys have anything else on uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone it's, should go watch it. If you haven't watched it, obviously go watch Harry Potter and get into it. Yeah. Yes. Join yeah, the Wizarding yes. World. <laughs> Actually, I'm very curious, though. Um, what houses are you guys? Uh, whenever, I, you know, the last time I did a little quiz thing, I can't remember what website or whatever it was on. is Gryffindor. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. I would have been surprised Gryffindor if you were. Gryffindor for life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah. No, I like doing those every once in a while. But there's like so many now. Like every yeah. little thing is. Uh, take a quiz. Find out what house you're in. Yeah. I was like, I've, if I, it, okay, if it wasn't I thought Gryffindor, you might be a uh, Hufflepuff. I was gonna say if it wasn't it. if it wasn't Gryffindor, what would you be? Is the is a better question. Yeah, that's what do you true. Think? Oh, so let's say we had a choice. If you weren't, let's if you weren't Gryffindor, who would you be? Like, I guess if a your only options quiz, are Ravenclaw, yeah. Slytherin, and Hufflepuff. Yeah. Who would, uh, of those pro- three? I'd say probably Ravenclaw. Yeah, Ravenclaw. I was yeah. gonna say the same for you. I'm definitely a Hufflepuff if I'm not a Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you've got to be like a mixture between the two. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, if you haven't seen Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, go and watch that movie for sure and start your journey down into the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And if you do that, come uh, listen to more episodes of Movie Memory Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Movie Memory Podcast. And also, if you have any ideas for movies or questions comments send it to us in an email at moviememorypodcast@gmail.com okay then well if you guys don't have anything else for harry potter it's been wonderful having you on here chrissy thank you so much for being a, a great guest thank you for having me i've had yeah, a blast it was awesome <laughs> you know and as of right now i'm pretty sure you know we're on track for like every five episodes we're gonna have a guest on so before too long you'll be back on here i know it so we're, Honestly, we'll look forward to it I can't wait to be back. Yeah, maybe next time uh, we'll choose. I mean, obviously we'll choose something different, but we'll we'll take something uh, completely out of left field and and give you a real challenge. Oh Lord, that scares me even more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for this episode. And seeing recent events uh, that have occurred, it only feels right for us to honor Robbie Coltrane with a little uh, in this episode with a little bit of Hagrid. I don't know. I never saw his face. He kept his hood up. Well, he, he wanted to know what sort of creatures I looked after. I told him, I said, after Fluffy, a dragon's going to be no problem. Well, of course he was interested in Fluffy. How often do you come across a three-headed dog, even if you're in the trade? But I told him, I said, I said, the trick with any beast is to know how to calm him. Take Fluffy, for example. Just play him a bit of music and he falls straight to sleep. I shouldn't have told you that.